Welcome to the Change Something Podcast, where we recognize that we all have 168 hours in one week. How will you leverage it? How will you use it not only for your own health, but for the good of your city? On this podcast, we will speak with psychologists, chiropractors, teachers, truckers, policemen, doctors, writers, and all sorts of professionals every month for 15 minutes or less to provide tools and techniques to not only better your life, but to help you participate in the flourishing of your city. My name is John Ju, and I am glad that you are joining us. Today, in the midst of the coronavirus, I have a special guest with me. His name is John Miller, and he is the man who keeps our economy going as one of the 3.5 million truck drivers on our roads. Uh, hey, John. Hey, good morning, John. As we all know, anxiety often comes from a lack of clarity. And as we see dairy and cleaning supplies and meat shelves empty at our local grocery stores, we panic. But before we dive into how you'd respond to that fear as you're on the front lines of this fight, what do you think our listeners would find most surprising about your profession? You know, uh, my profession is is a strange animal. Um, By volume, we carry 75% of all goods that consumers use. Wow. Um, you know, there are guys putting in extra days. Mm. Uh, there are guys spending weeks on the road to make sure that uh, the supermarkets, you know, your Walgreens and your pharmacies and your Walmarts are all continuously stocked in the warehouses. Because what I've typically seen is truck drivers will rally around a cause. Yeah, you guys are really stepping up. I mean, how many miles a year? On average, do you guys drive? So I, I'm in a little different sector of the industry. I deal with bulk chemicals. So my average miles per year are somewhere in the 85 to 90,000 miles. Um, guys that typically uh, will run from manufacturer to, to like distribution center or to a Walmart store, those guys typically do 100 and 120 up to 140,000 miles a year. Wow. All right. Well, we want to get into some of the coronavirus-related items. The World Health Organization declared a state of emergency on January 30th, and a case of a dozen eight-ounce bottle of Purell hand sanitizer jumped from 30 bucks to nearly $160 on, Mar- on March 3rd. Wow. Can you give us some insight about the actual supply and demand of our groceries or hand sanitizers? It's just driving so much fear in people's lives. Yeah, and 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 I certainly understand when you know people are barraged with uh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. Your first reaction is to you know let's hunker down in the house and make sure we have the supplies. Of course, um, I can certainly tell you, and obviously on Facebook, there's a a thousand toilet paper memes going around (laughs) um while there may be a shortage in the stores there is millions and millions of square feet of toilet paper just sitting waiting to be shipped as fast as they can load trucks it's getting shipped out to the distribution centers so that it can then be trucked over to the stores to resupply them um, there is, yeah, I mean, you know, personally guys who have seen those, I have warehouses and, um, Georgia Pacific has a, I'm going to guess 1 million square feet warehouse outside of Joliet, Illinois. That is just floor to ceiling toilet paper. And they're just, they're, they're getting it out as fast as they can, 
uh, get it. I mean, hand sanitizer, um, that's kind of my hand sanitizer, industrial cleaning. That's kind of my area in the industry. Perfect. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing that, I mean, the warehouses, obviously there's a, there's a huge demand for industrial cleaning supplies and hand sanitizer, um, and all the things we can go to, to, to kill the virus. Um, of course. and so, uh, talking before we started, I, I'm, I deliver a lot of chemicals that go into hand sanitizer and industrial cleaning supplies. And what I'm seeing is what manufacturers who normally would be a five day work week are now working seven days a week. Wow. And is is as fast as the chemicals can come in. Um, I mean the place I actually worked on Saturday. I don't normally work on Saturday. I, I did a delivery on Saturday and there were four trucks all unloading um, to a place that's normally not open on a Saturday. You know, this is the first time in my lifetime I've really seen like a pandemic and uh, the amount of people that are stepping up and saying, hey, I'll, I'll take that second shift or, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'll work the extra, you know, couple of hours. I mean, just from a personal standpoint, I've really appreciated all the people who are working in the fast food restaurants and the people who are working at the travel plazas or the truck stops, you know, because without them working us drivers, you know, we've got nowhere to stop and eat. So I just, it's, you know, it's not, it's not just truck drivers. I just seen a lot of people stepping up and I just wanted to say thank you to the, the service people, the service employees that have stepped up and, and, and helped. Yeah, no, definitely towards the end of the show, I want to hear from you about just one practical way that we can encourage our drivers. But just from the short conversation, it sounds like the demand is really high, but from your personal upfront observation, the supply is there. It's just taking time to turn it over and bring it to the stores themselves. It, it, and that's really where the problem came is I don't think our industry, not necessarily our industry, but the transportation industry and the, su the supply chain industry was quite ready for what was coming. And when there's a, a, hu a, a very large uptick in demand, like almost immediately, it takes a while for that supply chain to um, start to catch up and and get the the products moving again absolutely you know your average uh walmart distribution center uh carries about three days worth of food for all the stores that they supply so if a if a walmart distribution center supplies say 20 walmarts they carry enough food to stock those 20 Walmarts for about three days. While your local Walmart may be out of canned goods today or toilet paper or hand sanitizer, that doesn't mean that the there is none. It's all gone. It just means that everybody bought so much of it right away that the distribution centers hadn't had a chance to get the trucks back over there to resupply them. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for truck drivers, and, and somebody pointed out they, they haul bulk flour. So they haul a trailer 50,000 pounds of flour at a time um, to a bakery. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming this is going all across the country, is that nor on a normal day, uh, this time of year, they make about 57,000 loaves of bread a day. Uh, they have ramped up production. So they are doing over 300, 
thousand loaves a day. So that's almost a, a 400% increase. So the shortage may be immediately in the stores, but the supply chain is ramping up. Um, yeah, that makes and, total and, sense. And I, I think you're going to start to see less and less shortages as the manufacturers and the transportation side kind of get in better sync and be able to move these goods around. Wow. And that's a ton of bread. That is a lot of bread. <laughs> I, I don't quite think they were. <laughs> Probably more than you and I can eat, huh? Uh, maybe in our lifetimes. Although I've heard you could freeze it. <laughs> no comment. No comment on that end. Um, that's so helpful. It's so helpful, you know, and the reason, one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the show with us is because so many of our listeners, we see a meme on social media, we read one line from a news article, and we just go into this panic thinking, man, we're going to be short, and we are short. That really just doesn't seem to be the case. It, it really doesn't. I mean, and I think a little bit of it depends on what, maybe what part of the country you're in, or actually if you're urban or rural. Mm. Um because, you know, living in Illinois, you go downstate, there doesn't seem to be much of a shortage of much anything. But as you get closer into the larger Interesting. urban areas, it, it's, you know, people seem to, to, to hoard a little more. But, you know, again, and I, we're not doing video, so it wouldn't even look very good anyway. But I've, um, one of the, the trucking groups I'm in on Facebook, they, they had a a post about, you know, show some of the warehouses you've been to or show what you're shipping. And, uh, I mean, they're just yeah. guys were posting, you know, pictures of just millions of square feet of canned beans and of, uh, you know, pasta of just, you know, milk is going to be produced whether or not we drink it or not. Cause the cows have to be milked. Um, <laughs> it, cows don't know if there's a pandemic or not. They're, they're going to keep producing milk and the dairies are going to keep, keep trucking their milk out every morning. You know, that's just kind of some of the things that I'm seeing. Those are the pictures that we got to make viral. <laughs> those are the, yeah, those are the pictures that, you know, we've got a show of, of the warehouse full of bottled water. You know, it's, it's uh, three pallets high. Uh, you know, and goes on for, you know, you'd get, t you know, you could definitely get 10,000 steps in if you were doing a Fitbit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just walking the aisle. Wow. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. You know, I, I, I think some of this is, you know, take a break. Yeah. 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 Maybe one tip really that you're providing is simply to say, hey, every time you want to check the news or everyone, every time you want to check your social media page, instead of worrying, Go out and take a walk. Replace the worry or the social media feed with a walk. It, it seems to have helped me, but you know we're still going to need hand sanitizer tomorrow. So <laughs> uh, I still kind of get up, and as long as I'm healthy, I'm going to work to deliver some more raw materials to make hand sanitizer. Mm. So uh, it's you know, great to hear, John, that you're delivering hand sanitizer still. <laughs> I. I I did kind of offer to make you know, <laughs> hey, I got I got forty five thousand a raw product if you got a bottle or two, and <laughs> um, I might just take you up on that offer. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to pivot to uh, just these final two questions here. Uh, one is just one practical way we can encourage our drivers. But 
The other one, and we've been kind of talking about it, you know, what is the number one myth that you would want to debunk in regard to the coronavirus? Or, I mean, what is one tip that you would provide to those who are panicking? Just just take a breath. And, and I know people are anxious. And, you know, give give the supply side a chance to catch up. Drivers and the transportation industry and the manufacturing industry, I mean, we're, we are working as fast as we can safely uh, do. Um, I just know that the government has allowed drivers that if we are under if we are hauling food going to a you know going to a a, a grocery store if we're hauling chemicals or hand you know for to make cleaning supplies or hand sanitizer if we're hauling hand sanitizer or cleaning supplies to go to a hospital or go to a janitorial supply company um, the government has given us the authority to exempt our hours of service so we can drive as long as we have to, uh, that we feel is safe in order to get those supplies to where they need to be. Yeah. So now the buyer, the listener, for a lot of us, we just need to do our part. Yes. Don't hoard. We have more food than we know what to do with. Just taking an extra day or two to get to you. All right. So here's the last one. Uh, part of the podcast and the vision for this podcast is we want to be good for our city, right? So not only not hoard and buy all the supplies that we need for ourselves, but thinking about the 3.5 million truck drivers crossing through our cities, what is just one practical way that we can encourage you guys? Just say thanks. You know, if it, it goes a long way to be recognized that, you know, we're doing our part and it's appreciated. And, uh, you know, their wives and their kids and everything else that they're appreciated for what they're doing. Yeah, that's so good, John. I think often we forget that a lot of these drivers, most of these drivers, they have family at home and they're making sacrifices, working overtime like you're stating. I mean, it takes a special kind of family to, uh, you know, this industry is very hard on families. And so, uh, you know, maybe if you know, mm. you know, uh, a, a couple, or, you know, who, who's, whose husband or wife drives, um, you know, I think a great way would be just saying, hey, is there, you know, I know your husband's, you know, on the road. Is there anything I can do to help you? You know, make, can I cook you dinner one night? Can I pick up some supplies for you for the wife? Um, you know, it's it's easy to say rah, rah behind the husband. You know, driver may have his husband or wife at home who's taking care of the kids and is not able to get out. Well, thanks uh, so much for not only being on the show, but let me actually take this time to just on behalf of our listeners too to just say thank you to you, John, as one of the millions of truck drivers out there supplying our need and supporting our economy. We don't know the sacrifices that go into your daily job, but we really do appreciate you guys and the work that you do for us. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. John and 3.5 million truckers are working overtime, driving over 100,000 miles per year to serve us and our economy. What would it look like to not only extend a thanks, but to go out of our way to cook a meal for a trucking family? If you don't know a truck driver, who is someone that is working overtime to serve us during this pandemic? How might you extend a personal thanks? We all have a choice to make. Let's be the good. Let's go change something.